is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline. Let me help you stop quitting on yourself and start being consistent. Go to systemsforselfcare.com slash camp to join Consistency Camp. It's only open through Sunday, January 16th. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. Um, it's the beginning of season five. I know uh, I was talking to Paul and he's like, do you do seasons? And I was like, well, kind of, I guess never really named them officially. There's not like, there's kind of a thing that goes along with them. It's really kind of what's happening in my life and the things that I'm working on. But I was thinking back, I was like, yeah, like the, the podcast started in December of 2017. We were living in our studio apartments, studio apartments in Atlanta. We had actually uh, moved from a one bedroom down to a studio apartment because we knew that we were going to be breaking our lease and wanted like cheaper rent um, as our fine when we would be leaving Atlanta to travel and explore the world. And we, you know, we ended up back here in Chicago in 2019. And so, yeah, the podcast, all of 2018 in Atlanta. And while we were kind of traveling all of 2019 here in Chicago, all of 2020 here in Chicago and all of 2021 here in Chicago. So it is the second week of January and I am starting season five and we're going to kick off with a movement recap movement Monday. So as you know, I am training for my marathon that is canceled. This is weird conversation. I'm like, oh, I'm training for a marathon. And people are like, oh, when is it? And I'm like, well, it's in April, but it's also been canceled. But this whole thing, right? So I'm just, I'm just sticking with the training plan. And this is my favorite marathon that I've been training for, this marathon that doesn't actually exist. Um, and I think, again, it's because I'm really just focusing on the daily actions. I'm focusing on consistency and showing up. And it's really weird that this is the most consistent I have ever been, even while knowing that the marathon's not even happening, right? Like, it's just crazy. But yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's catch things up to speed. So I know that I shared, um, I've been sharing about my long run. So let's go back and talk about my long run on January 1st. Um, unfortunately, we went to sleep early on December 31st. I, we fell asleep around 11 and got woken up by fire fireworks at like 12 a.m. and then went back to sleep because I'm old and grumpy and knew I was going to have to get up to run. And I also knew that it was going to be like kind of crappy outside. It was snowing. I think it was snowing on Saturday evening into Sunday morning. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I like went to bed knowing that I was just going to run on a treadmill. So I woke up and I headed to my run studio and I told the teacher, I spoke up for myself and I told the teacher like, Hey, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to run and do my thing. But you know, is it okay that I'm here? And the teacher was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm glad you're here. Um, and so that's just what I did. So while everyone was like, you know, doing the intervals and getting off the treadmill and lifting and doing things, I just stuck with what the same thing that I do when I'm with my group. And so with the group, we've been doing, um, five minutes of running, one minute of walking, five minutes of running, one, one minute of walking. Right. So we just kept up with that. But I did notice that, you know, when you're running on a treadmill, <clears throat> the one thing that is good is that it keeps your pace for you. Um, it's easier to stay steady on a treadmill. Um, because yeah, it's moving. The belt is moving your feet for you. It's pulling you back. It's pulling back. Right. Um, but what I, it was interesting. It 
felt, um, it felt so much faster on the treadmill. Um, so I ended up doing a little bit slower than we do with our group. And that was fine with me. Again, the goal is to just keep showing up and being consistent. And you don't feel bad that I ran a little bit slower. Um, it's just, it's being on my feet. It's just getting the miles in showing up, um, logging the miles. That's it. So did that, the eight miles on the treadmill on January 1st. And then this past week, Sunday, what is this? January 9th. Again, was supposed to run nine miles on January 9th. Went to bed on January 8th, um, thinking like, cool, I'm going to go meet the people outside. We're going to run. It's going to suck, but I'm going to get it done because I don't really want to have to run nine miles on a treadmill. Eight miles was kind of tough. I don't really want to run nine miles. So my plan was I'm going to go meet the run group and then woke up and saw that I had an email letting me know that the group one was, was canceled because it was just so ridiculously ice, icy outside. It's like, we had this like haze at night and everything froze. And so, um, I don't even think that it had snowed. It was just, there was just ice everywhere. And so, um, yeah, it just was not safe. So even like getting outside to take the dog out, like we slipped a couple of times, it was kind of scary. So I was like, crap. (laughs) Here are my options. You know, I can't go run outside. I can't go with the group. I can't run by myself outside. It's just not safe. And it's not safe to run nine miles in the middle of the street. So my options are go and run nine miles on a treadmill or put up a zero for this. And, you know, my goal is consistency. My goal is showing up. And as much as it sucks to run nine miles on a treadmill, I was like, this is just what I'm going to have to do. So I did the same thing, got to class, let the teacher know like, Hey, I'm going to be doing my own thing over here. Um, you know, I'm not going to be doing class, but I really appreciate the music. Thanks so much. And so my goal was cool. I want to get five. I have nine miles total that I need to do. I want to get five miles done this first class so that I have fewer miles to do for the second class. So that was it. Like I just focused on getting the five miles in and, you know, did the exact same thing. I ran for five minutes. I walked for a minute. And what was really interesting was as like last week felt really hard sticking with the pace that we usually do outside this week felt easy. Like the five miles, it actually felt easy. So it's just like a reminder that sometimes the run feels easy. Sometimes your body feels flexy and you feel loose and you feel great. And sometimes the run just sucks and it it doesn't really have anything to do with you. It might have to do with like your sleep or the food that you've been eating, or if you've been stretching or if you've been consistent, right. It might have to do with these, those things, but it's not like, it doesn't have anything to do with you and your character, like your moral, your morality, or like you as a person, it's just, sometimes it's great. And sometimes it sucks, but it sucks, but you can kind of like, Oh, okay, cool. Like what helps that? Um, but I think probably going to bed on time and having enough water, um, eating before I went, I've been doing like a oatmeal quinoa, uh, banana bake. That's been really helpful being, you know, fully like super hydrated. That's been really good. So the five miles felt really good. And I promised myself like, cool, once you're done with five miles, you can hop off the treadmill, you can go to the bathroom and you can eat your banana and drink a little bit more water. So I did that. And then it's time to get back on the treadmill. And I'm like, cool, you only have four more miles to do, right? So you're more than halfway done. You only have four miles. And that was kind of like, I hit this wall. It was just like, oh my gosh, this feels hard. Now, like as easy as the first five were, now these these last four feel hard. And I think like looking back, I think it's a couple of things. One, 
Um, I don't, I mean, I think the banana, like while it was great to have, I think that when I have like energy gel, it hits me, the energy probably gets to my body a lot faster. And, um, and my plan previously was actually to buy some when I got to the running store that we met at, didn't have that with me. So the banana was the next best thing for carbs, for fuel. Um, I think that I probably got a little sick of like the music and whatever. It's hard to be in the same spot for two hours running. Um, but whatever it was, it like, it was hard. The last four miles were hard. And so it was like, okay, cool. You know, what can I do right now? Like this sucks. I don't want to do this. And that's when I kind of started negotiating with myself in my head. And so this is really important. I always, when I work with my clients, I kind of ask them like, what's your self-sabotage? Like what, what is the thing that usually gets you off track? What is the thing that prevents you from following through? Or what is the thing that you say to yourself that gets you to quit on yourself? And I know for me, it's like when I start negotiating and I start saying things like, oh, you can do it later. Um, you know, oh, it, this isn't that big of a deal. You know, it doesn't matter to you. And it's like, I'm like, oh, you can do it later. Hmm. <laughs> Am I actually going to come out later? Am I actually going to go to another gym and run four miles later? Am I going to head outside? Like it's still cold out. Um, there's still ice everywhere. I can't run four miles outside. And am I actually going to leave the house again to go to a gym? And it's like, truthfully, like, I know myself, no, I'm not going to. So it was like, you know, calling myself out on that bullshit. No, you're staying here and you're getting it done. But it was just like, well, what can I do for the next four miles to make this bearable? And so, um, a couple of things I, um, well, I didn't, I, I, I didn't have any, uh, say on the music that was being played because I'm at a class. Right. So I think even by myself and like the mileage starts to like mess with my head, I can put on a different podcast. I can put on different music. I can switch. Like if I was listening to music, I could put on a podcast or vice versa. Or if it was silent, I can put something on. Or if I had something on, I can make it silent and start like playing alphabet games or start counting my steps or things like that. Um, so on a treadmill, because I can't switch the music, um, I start, it's so dumb, but like I start counting the letters or counting the numbers on the treadmill. Um, I started just kind of like focusing in on this light that was on a wall. Um, what else I started reading, I had a, a bag of dried jackfruit and I started reading it. So when I would get to the one minute break, I would just like read the, the back of the jackfruit bag. It's like, um, I don't know. Did you, when you were a little kid, did you ever like read the shampoo bottle? Um, I feel like now when I take a shower, I'm just like in my head all the time. But I know when I was a little kid, I used to read the shampoo bottle and read the facts and what the ingredients were on the shampoo bottle. So that was kind of me during my one minute of walking break. I also started emotional eating. I started bribing myself. So I call it permission-based emotional eating. Um, I know it's not ideal. Like it's not ideal to be an emotional eater. It's not ideal to bribe yourself with food, but I had this dried jackfruit and I like promised myself like, okay, cool, you know, run these five minutes and then you can have a bite of jackfruit. So that's what I did. Like, so I, um, and I only took small bites <laughs> so that it would last me the full four miles. And I just like chewed it slowly and like just enjoyed the taste and like tried to make that bite stretch out over the five minutes, but I didn't let myself have like another bite during those five minutes. It was only once I got to the walk break and then like chewed it slowly <laughs> during the five minutes. 
So again, permission-based emotional eating, it's not ideal. It's not ideal to bribe yourself with food. It's not ideal to emotionally eat, but it was just something that I kind of had to do to get me myself through this. Um, I think I shared this when I had that awful, awful marathon in 2019, I definitely was bribing myself with food. That was so hard. Um, I got stuck in puddles. It was so cold outside. It was a trail marathon. I was there by myself. There were no crowds. And it was like a lot of running, um, like, okay, cool. Just get to the next, um, the next aid station, just get to the next aid station. And once you go there, you can have anything that you want. And so trail runs are different. Um, besides just bananas, like they have like Oreos and cookies and like French onion soup and bacon and just like the most random things there. But that was kind of like bribing myself, like, cool. Once you get to the aid station, you can have anything you want to eat. So just get to the aid station. So it was kind of the same thing here in real life. I, I don't bribe myself with food. I don't think it, I don't think it's that helpful. Like long term is like, no, this is like a means to an end during this kind of like crappy few hours of having to do this thing. Um, but I don't want to bribe myself with food and make that a habit, like in normal, regular life. Um, so yeah, just being honest about my relationship with food and what got me through those last four miles. I think looking back on it, it's like, okay, cool. Like, what can I learn from this to that? I don't experience this again. And a couple of things. One, I want to make sure that I have, um, fuel here at my house in case, a run were to get canceled, a group one were to get canceled again, that I have fuel on myself here so that I can, you know, have that with me for a long run. And I don't have to just get it when we're at the running store. So that might mean going to a running store now or ordering on Amazon or whatever, but just having stuff with me, um, that I can rely on. Uh, I think that, and I think also, um, I guess maybe bringing headphones to the class. I don't know. That might be a lot like with loud music playing and then having headphones on, um, that might be a mix, like too much of a mix of sounds, but it's something I could give a shot and just see that might help me like switch things up a little bit. Um, as far as choosing to run on the treadmill, um, versus running outside, I definitely made the right choice. That's a that's a win, not a, you know, no lesson that is there. That's a win that I chose to do that. And again, choosing, choosing to run on the treadmill versus running outside and choosing to run on the treadmill versus not running at all. That was definitely a win. And I think that the lessons come with, um, making sure that I have the proper fuel ahead of time to bring with me for a long run in case, you know, things just don't work out. So that's what movement has looked like for me over the last two weeks. Again, I've just been hitting up the classes at the run studio during the week. So today's a Monday after a long run. Um, it's been really helpful for me to keep the habit of waking up early and leaving the house. Um, it makes it easier for me to do by focusing on doing it every day. So I just know, like my body knows, like we wake up and then we leave the house, we wake up and we leave the house. So there's not really a decision. Like, are we going to do it today or not? It's like, nope, that's just what we do. And, um, so today, the day after a long run, I just go and I walk, right? So instead of running, I just walk the entire time and it's good. I'm getting, you know, getting up and I'm doing something, keeping the habit in place, um, giving my body that active recovery. Um, I don't want to sit on the couch the full day after a long run, but I don't want to like go hard on it. Um, and so, yeah, it's good. I, I moved the treadmill to go up to higher, um, higher inclines, you know, just do different things, stretched a lot today. 
um, just doing different things besides just running, lifted a little bit during the class. Um, yeah, but things are going well. So again, <laughs> not training her or training for a marathon. That's not happening. The most consistent that I've ever been the best shape I've ever been in. And I think this is strangely, um, I'm going to say it, this is the easiest that marathon training has been, which is weird because marathon training is so hard. Like this is hard, right? This isn't, this is not easy. <laughs> it's not easy to run nine miles. It's not easy to run four miles. It's not easy to run a mile. Um, this is not easy. This is it's, it's hard stuff, but I guess the, because I've been so consistent, um, there's just not as much, there's no mental gymnastics about if I'm going to go or if I'm not going to go. And there's also, and there's not that like being mean to myself over my pace. That was something that I used to do a couple of years ago of like, you're not running fast enough. Um, it's going to be so embarrassing when people see your, no, I don't, I don't care what my time is. Um, the goal for me is to just keep showing up and be injury free throughout the training. And again, like to, to get to the race, to get to the race and not hate running. Um, when I arrive to the race, whatever race that is, cause obviously <laughs> the one I signed up for is not happening. So I hope that is helpful. I hope that as you start your new year, you know, you just focus on being consistent and you focus on showing up and also, um, reminding yourself if you do miss a day that it's not the end of the world. Um, you don't need to do a running streak, go back and listen to my episodes about my 100 day running streak. I don't recommend that. I do not recommend running every single day. Um, if you do miss a day, which I actually should mention on Friday, um, I did miss my alarm. Uh, I just didn't hear it go off and I missed my run on Friday, but I'm still consistent. I just show up the next day. Uh, missing Friday didn't mean that my week was ruined or that my month was, was ruined or that my 2022 was ruined. Um, imperfections are part of, you know, learning to be consistent. You're, there are going to be times that you mess up. You just don't use the time, the mess up times of the mistakes or, you know, the inaction, you don't use that as excuses or reasons to just throw in the towel. You just keep moving forward. So I hope that was helpful. And remember, um, if you are struggling, let me help you stop quitting on yourself. Let me help you start being consistent. Go to assistanceforselfcare.com slash camp to join consistency camp. I'm going to leave it open for podcast listeners through Sunday, January 16th. So again, um, consistency camp, you'll go to assistanceforselfcare.com slash camp. It's only open for podcast listeners through Sunday, January 16th. I cannot wait to meet you. Um, if you're ready to stop quitting in yourself and start being consistent, go to assistanceforselfcare.com slash camp to join. I will see you later this week. Have an amazing day. Go take action. Take care. Bye.